Welcome back to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% tumbling <laughs> 50% down. First percent. I might have. We might have <laughs> clocked over, overclocked over to 101 this time. Oof. Ugh. Nervous Rex, all caps when you spell the pod's name. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns, and I am the one who wishes I could turn back time because the guilt is all mine. Uh, for making Chris join me here today. Hello, Chris. I'm Chris. I see him pronouns, and I'm pissed off today. We might get mean Chris on this podcast. I mean, you have very skillfully expressed zero thoughts or opinions to me until we are recording. Yeah, which is which is great. And what once was happy now is sad. We're talking about the 1997 film End of Evangelion. I get the feeling, Chris, you're not a huge fan of it. I have extremely mixed feelings. Like way mixed, more mixed mixed means not all bad so it's not that's all cool. it's not all it's not all bad but i will say that this this film and i developed an antagonistic relationship yes that is fair um <laughs> i i like had paused it at one point and i was like if i tell people i needed a break during this they're gonna think it's like oh because it's so heavy and like whatever I was like no, it was just making me mad. It was just pissing me off. And I just like, I it's paused it for an another exhausting, reason. Yeah, it's just there an was, exhausting like, 20 experience. Minutes left, and I was just like, I guess I'll go back in. But I like <laughs> took a second to just like be on my phone and do other things for a second because just like getting frustrated. But I'm curious at what point that was. I can tell you exactly what, <laughs> what point all that's the, well, I guess we'll get into it. I guess the, okay. the, 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 uh, the little teaser the lead to be buried is uh i kind of think this sucked <laughs> okay that's it's uh it's divisive it's yeah i didn't want i was i was hoping you know as long as you didn't extremely outright hate it and regret making the podcast i would like i i, I didn't hope that you loved it i do i i think i feel bad watching it and i think the point is that I am supposed to feel bad, mm-hmm. and I understand that that is extremely not for everybody. But uh, I I rewatched it last night. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. Uh, would have been sixteen or seventeen whenever I watched the show originally. Uh, but I texted Jay, uh, Frast and uh, future guest Jay, and I said, "This movie is a transcendent experience for people who love to suffer." Mm-hmm. I stand by that. I, th- I think it's fascinating. A lot of the things that are in it. Uh, a lot of things that real really suck to watch <laughs> uh and think about and we're gonna we're gonna get into it today this will be the, the first four hour episode of <laughs> nervous rags i figured this one would run a little long for a second i thought you were gonna say the first four minutes which is on its own like the first four minutes of this movie is probably uh going to generate quite a bit of discussion between us i i just like blanket statements for myself a lot of the things that i was remembering being rough about the movie i think hit me less hard than i had built them up in my mind to be i was surprised at how many things are just kind of explained in dialogue throughout the movie but my opinion on it mostly stays the same which is the first half is some of the best mecha action i've seen and the second half is fucking garbage bullshit that hates me the viewer (laughs) and comcessor todd is a perfect song those are pretty much my base opinions as well actually I th- like I think th- so is the key difference just that I like to suffer more than you do? It's it, all right. It's not that I mind the suffering. I just think so much of it was like dumb and like 
bullshit. <laughs> it is. Um, there's there's <laughs> a lot of things like uh, Jay earlier in the Discord said like they love the movie, but it's there's a lot of things that are just impossible to defend. And it's like, yeah, I don't. I I think they're trying to, uh, for better or for worse. I think there's a lot of things that are very intentionally indefensible. And uh, do you, should we do like a normal sort of recap what happens and then get into? Yeah, I guess to be very complicated to recap. I, I think the first half's pretty easy to do. That's true. Just nerve or uh, Celia kills everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically, like a large chunk of the uh, the first half here. Yeah, Nerve is raided by the, what is it, the JSSDF, I think, is the acronym? Something like that. By, by Sele, and, uh, yeah, a bunch of people fucking die, it's rough, uh, they're trying to, like, their goal is to kill the, the, the children and get the Evas to, you know, enact Sele's plan, and essentially, the, the big things are, uh, the big plot things are uh Masato like finding Shinji and uh, we're skipping over the first four minutes for now um Masato finds Shinji and like drags him along she gets shot uh he ends up in the in his Ava but not until Asuka is like she wakes up in her Ava connects with her mom who is in the core and kicks a shit ton of fucking ass and then also dies um, she gets her ass completely handed to her by the the Sa- the Sele's, like uh, I think they're just called like the Ava series, the their S two S two units or whatever, or they have S two engines rather. But yeah, they fucking decimate her after um her triumphant moment and that upon her losing, I don't think it's clear how like that that she is uh completely gone uh in- until Shinji has um Shinji actually doesn't even want to get in his robot, but it kind of mirrors the first episode and the it like reaching out to protect him and then he gets in it um at this point he's just talking to it and calling it mom so there's the subtlety is gone and uh he gets in it very dramatic i i would say very good moment where it like busts out of nerve and has this like these huge wings but then he sees like how much uh asuka's unit has been just torn apart some real gore in uh, the destruction of Ava Unit 2. Uh, and he lets out the, the most powerful guttural scream I think he's had up to this point. And then credits play for at the end of episode 25 Prime. And then 26 Prime is... Well... How would you, how would you the, even it, describe this? How would you I, even begin to explain to someone who didn't see it what, what this was? I mean, the cheap answer is the third impact <laughs> but uh uh yeah so some so shit like much like wackadoo horseshit just like occurs <laughs> and then oh god like i mean like so the plot beats are like gindo puts his adam hand in ray in a very questionable scene i'm sure we'll talk about but she just kind of like instead of merging with him and giving him what he wants. She just kind of takes it, can, like, can, reconnects with Lilith, uh, the, the the crucified angel up on the cross, because they're there. She reforms with Lilith, who looks looks like Rey, but also looks like Yue, because, I mean, because Rey looks like Yue. And then, yeah, so it, and it's just, so it's just like a giant naked lady just gets up, and Shinji in Unit 1 gets, like, crucified 
by the Ava <laughs> series, and then he is psychologically assaulted uh, up until his brain completely he, cracks. I'm like sorry, an egg. I'm just laughing because they're like it's literally like he gets crucified by little planes. Yeah, like the Ava are like like little like they look like little planes, and it's just like what is happening? They're real um, doofy looking. I I don't know if I love it. But I, it works. It, I like the thing is like I don't think it's like I don't enjoy looking at it, but it completely accomplishes what it's going for. I mean, it definitely like makes them feel like you know. If the implication is that like Sailor kind of made them like in a way that like all the other Avas are kind of like unique and like you know tied, a lot of them are tied to like a real human being and stuff. These feel like mass produced Avas, so like in that way, yeah, it's like a good design. But it's also just like I just this is kind of silly when you like like it is, when you're yeah. recapping and explaining what they do versus like what they look like. It's just very like it's weird for sure. Yeah, Shinji like his connection with Unit One is like really strong and like the it's it's I think the implication from the visual language is that Ray now merged with Lilith uh, is like trying to like that that's now enacting the third impact by merging with uh ava unit 01 and that's and like i think she's the one that brings the lance back down from the moon (laughs) uh very good sentence i get to say yeah then he gets like pinned up or the 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 robot uh, gets pinned up and they all like form different parts of this huge religious symbol in the sky. Yeah, they they the little the little silly angel planes. Um, Gulliver's travel Shinji. Um, <laughs> they all. It's it's the symbol that's from. It's it's in the opening. Yeah, I know. I recognize it. Uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, so he's psychologically assaulted by this gigantic woman. Uh, and a sh- naked woman. And uh, there's a point where it kind of like tricks him into thinking it's Kaworu. The, the few people who are left alive and nerve at this point are. Ba- it's basically just Fuyutsuki and like the interns. Yeah, because we we skipped over. Uh, at, I think whole it's arc. at the. I think it's at the end of the first part. All right, how does that scene play out? Gendo and Ray show up in some. It's like the place where Lilith is, Lilith is or whatever. Central Dogma. Yeah, and directed Ritzko's by there. Kevin James. No, Kevin Smith. <laughs> shit wrong Kevin. yeah there you go yeah and ritsko's got a gun and she's like i did something so like my mom is gonna die with me like her mom being like the magi computers that mm-hmm. sale was after and stuff whatever and then uh she presses a button nothing happens and she's like oh like mom you even you turned on you chose your like um lover over me like you referring to gendo and then gendo is like ritsko and i believe the implication is because he says i what is it's like it's like he says i always and they like mute out but like i guess the implication mm-hmm. would be like something along the lines of like i always loved you or like whatever else and then she just goes liar and then he shoots her so ritzko's gone mm-hmm. yes um yeah i skipped over her few plot beats yeah she gets like she was in a holding cell and she gets taken out to fix like to stop some hackers because they're going for the magi and then they stop going for the magi and just decide to come in and shoot everybody yeah but but yeah so who's left in that command center is fuyutsuki i don't remember all their names but what's the one guy who's who was like vital in the last few episodes and like had a thing for masato out of nowhere Uh, i don't remember his name the other long-haired one doesn't really do much uh and then the girl whose name I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They're, they're the interns. It's fine. 
You've seen their faces if you've watched the show. They're around. Um, but yeah, so they're in there, and they're basically just kind of uh, the peanut gallery to watch the suffering of in the end of man. Should we go back again for a second and explain what happened to Masato, too, in the first episode? I, I, I mean, I kind of glossed over, like, she tries to get Shinji to the robot and doesn't survive it. If you want to give more detail to that now, we can. Yeah, so basically... The whole thing is like when they're they're coming in, they're they're like I mean they're basically killing everyone, but they're like also like trying like most intentionally to get the kids. So like Asuka started out in like the the hospital room where she was after everything went bad towards the end of this show, and Masato's like get her out of there and into the Ava, even if she can't like synchronize with it, it'll be safer there. And they put mm-hmm. her in the Ava and the Ava at the bottom of the ocean or whatever, and then they're like get to Shinji because they're worried they're they're, they're going to be able to get to him first and kill him. But then, like, just when, like, these soldiers are about to shoot him, then she busts in, has an action scene, and saves Shinji, pulls a bunch of dudes' heads off and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So she's, like, trying to get him to, like, run either away or to the Ava, and he's like, won't move. He's like, I, I want to die. And then she, like, is like, you're not going to get any pity from me. Like, you need to, like, do something, like, right now, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, um, she drags him all the way to, like, where he'll be able to get in the Ava. And they basically argue some more about the fact that he has no will to to do anything. And she's like, you need to make a choice. You can't have anyone help you right now. She's like, I've made a bunch of mistakes too, but you're not who you are forever. Um, You can like keep living and realize what were mistakes and then keep trying to figure yourself out and blah, blah, blah. And then she kisses him and not just like a movie thing, like on the forehead or the cheek, or even just like, it's controversial. If it was just like a peck on the lips, it's like a, like, lasting kiss and then she says that's how grown-ups kiss there's more waiting for you when you come back which is wild the Um, the only detail left out from that that i would mention is this is after she is shot yeah yeah yeah. she's gonna she's gonna die yeah i i think i think when she says i forgot that she yeah we'll do the rest i am confident that she knows full well she is dead in 30 seconds yeah but why even say it i don't know but regardless we'll we'll get into all that yeah but so so then yeah so then she is like she basically he gets on the elevator to go up there and then she like basically just falls over and says that um oscar was right and she should have got a new carpet and she's like right pen pen and then she dies um, but it's also weird because then there's like a little like ghost ray next to her when she dies, which gets repeated when um when Ritsko uh dies. There's a little like mm-hmm. ghostly looking ray by her too. But yeah, so I just wanted to like because I, I there were like a, a few things that were like pretty consequential that happened during that whole rush of of yes action and violence happening in that first half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just so everyone's caught up on that stuff. Oh, and also, because it's going to fuel something later on for me, so once Misato gets Shinji into the place where he can get into the Ava, he can hear Asuka, like, fighting for her life against all these things, and and he hears them being like, oh, like, she's getting overwhelmed, and he can hear her being like, you can never count on Shinji, and then she, he hears, like, she's gonna die, and it's like, she basically, she's dead, and then he still doesn't get in the Ava, and then that's when his, like, mom is basically just, like, reaches up and is like, you know, whatever. But anyway, okay, so now, then it cuts, and then we're into the section Joe was describing before. Yeah, the crucifixion shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so big, big naked lady, uh, and well, also Kawaru, they just, uh, the, the peanut gallery in Nerve describes this as the, what is, it's like the, they're like destroying the pilot's ego, as I think the term they throw around. Yeah. It's worth pointing out that we watched uh, this on Netflix uh, this time. There is some translation stuff that will come up. 
but for the most part it's fine and this is the i think highest quality way to watch it in terms of like the video quality which i think is worth it anyways yeah so eventually we switch to shinji on a playground there's a i feel like there's something i should remember between lilith taking the form of kaworu and jumping into shinji's mind but i don't that might literally just be that. Yeah, I don't remember anything between those two. Shinji Sandcastle, <laughs> I have written down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long and quiet sequence of, like, Shinji playing at this park. Baby Shinji, notably. Like, very young-looking Shinji. Build- building, like, this pyramid out of sand. And there's some other kids there that look not real. They Like, the few shots we see of them look like dolls, like doll eyes. Uh, and then they go away with a parent. And then there's a long time left with Shinji alone. And then when he finishes the thing, he destroys it with the little sand castle. And then he, after that, starts to build it up again. And then a bunch of other shit happens in this, like, psychic onslaught of uh, Shinji experiencing. I mean, it's kind it's kind of like, a, I feel like a dark mirror of the the tv show's ending in this part because it is yeah i feel that similarly like the the abstract vignettes that are in shinji's head um and he is like an instrumentality is is happening i think the yes instrumentality and the third impact are kind of the same thing uh but yeah so shinji is starting to experience other people's thoughts and minds as well but it's not not to say that all of the original TV show's ending is lighthearted by any fucking means. Um, but it's uh, th- this movie is much more visceral about it. There is like one of the one of the few things that happens is like Shinji sees Masato having sex in college, which sounds bad. It's it is, but it's visually obscured. It's it's similar to uh, the other sex scene with Kaji she has in the show, where like it's not shown. It's just like implied with you see some legs yeah you see some you see some feet she shows feet but um and we see shinji is there watching it and we also hear asuka's voice it's really just these three characters who are uh communicating in voiceover regardless of what visual is is there and then i'm probably skipping over a few things there's so much there's a lot that happens um there's a lot of sequences that are just a shit ton of images on screen. Mm-hmm. Before before all that, I think is the one where I could be wrong. I think it takes place before that one is um, Shinji and Asuka in the kitchen, and like I remember it right sh- after, but it could be before. okay. I don't. It's fine. Yeah, go ahead then. Um, but yeah, so that that scene in the kitchen is similar. Like it's I I I think uh, a snippet of it is is re added in the director's cut of the show because i know we've we've talked about the coffee pot in the kitchen before for like a second uh but this is like that full that full sequence where like what i think it's a different sequence but it's the same imagery of asuka and shinji fighting in the kitchen and yeah there's like some coffee uh spilled and i don't remember what they say before shinji does the thing please please i do because Asuka, I think this is where Shinji's like, you're the only one for me. And Asuka's like, that's not true. Anyone would do. And like, they're like basically arguing about that. Uh, and she's like, what'd she say? She, 
Because there's a whole thing during the scene you mentioned where they're like present for that like Masato college and Kaji flashback, but they're talking mm-hmm. about how like being desired is like an easy way to have self worth and stuff like that. They're like talking about that sort of thing, and then they're talking about how like Asuka's basically saying like that Shinji just wants anybody and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then. And then, like, she pushes him, right? Uh, I think she kicks him. Cause it's, it, yeah, it's, she's like... It, this, the scene is, like, kind of mirroring whatever episode that they kissed. Yeah. But much, much worse. But, yeah, she ends up, like, kicking him in the leg, and his response to that is to, like... I think he flips the table first, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah, he flips the table, he screams, uh, throws a chair around, and the climax of that is him choking her let's just like put his arms around her throat and like starts to lift her up again like this is within instrumentality like when they're all merged together uh or they're all of their consciousnesses are merged together uh but at this point which i got my wish in this version of the ending where you actually see some of that happening and it's wild sure you you sure did yeah like like uh people are like getting visited by little like ghostly figures of basically like to some degree like people that they like desire like you said the one guy mm-hmm. that really has the crush of masato like masato shows up and it's like about to kiss him and then like they both turn into like lcl goop yep and that happens with like a bunch of people the interesting one to me i felt so validated was um fiatsuki is CCUA, like uh, yeah. were you also uh visited by ua uh gendo and then like she like the little like ua ghost person like puts her hands on his face like she's gonna kiss him and then they and then they goop um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what Gendo gets uh, in a second. But yeah, oh, yeah. All, all of this starts happening after the choking and a song starts playing, which is called Kamsasser Tad, and it's a German title. Uh, the lyrics are written by Anno. It is super depressingly beautiful. <laughs> I just listen to it sometimes. There's also like a million fucking versions of it on YouTube, people doing it in Pokemon sound fonts and shit. It's it's weird how like I I I feel like it's partly because this movie gets so bug nuts in the back half that like people as like dark and visceral as it is it's very easy to become just completely detached on the other side and find some of it humorous because it is so absurd. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so it's I mean yeah like there's so much about this movie that just is like more of a meme to people than like the actual jarring psychological text it is within it just because it's so mm-hmm. it, it it is easier to deflect it with humor uh than it is to critically engage with it because it fucking hates you this movie does not want to be watched <laughs> uh but it's uh, it's it's weird because like it's a tight hour and a half uh it's it, it's it's but it feels like so much like I've seen some some three three and a half hour movies, and they are not as draining as this intentionally is at like an hour thirty eight minutes um mm-hmm. two forty five minute episodes um with a credit sequence in between but yeah, so come Susser Todd starts playing, we start to see God, it's fucking horrifying it, like the the it, Anno is making this like black comedy music video by underpinning this very like melancholy but like the song sounds happier than it is in a way and that's like underplaying this horrifying sequence of yeah people 
seeing who they would most desire and then fucking exploding into uh into to into the LCL orange goop and it just kind of yeah it just happens to to everybody and then the song just keeps playing it's like a 7 minute song i don't know if the whole song plays in the movie i was uh, i was looking up some there's some some older screenplays of this movie floating around um originally they were going to play subtitles of the song over the movie but they don't but that goes and then yeah you got your wish you get to see what instrumentality um and also by virtue the third impact looks like the earth fucking kind of blows up and the black moon is in there remember that <laughs> remember the black moon no i don't it's mentioned in episode 24 and we were oh, like what okay. the fuck is that and i was like i don't know and <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know here it is it's this big uh black orb that is uh, I think what Lilith comes from, I think, is the thing. Oh, yeah. In the first half of the movie, they say that uh, humans are the 18th angel. That's important, kind of. Yes, yeah. That, oh, that was wild. And that was kind of cool. I forgot all about that because of everything else that happens. But they were mm-hmm. saying that, like, yeah, like, all the other angels were, like, test runs of humanity. Like, yeah. like they were forms that humans could have taken. That was cool. I liked that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, the 18th angel is, like, humanity that, like, has a... There, everyone has their own individual AT field, and that's why they're separated from each other instead of in one uh, thing. And instrumentality is trying to evolve back to being one, or toward being one thing. I don't know if it's necessarily back to or just toward. And that whole thing explained why Koru was like basically a human because like he was like the, the prototype of evolution like, just before. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. This movie weirdly does like deliver on a lot of straightforward explanations of shit uh despite it does and it doesn't i i think it brings up a shit ton more questions is the thing yeah it answers a lot and then just like throws a bunch of other shit at the wall which uh i find myself okay with as a as as a treating the film as a as a piece by itself but we'll talk we'll talk yeah anyways so yeah a bunch like yeah we see Oh, all the fucked up uh, Ava bird planes get fucked up gross necks and Ray's face on them. Well, I guess it's Ray. I don't know. They're just like woman faces. I don't know if they're specifically Ray. Um, they're very nondescript. Uh, and then, yeah, we see a bunch of orange, or not, no, orange. Uh, orange, like the LCL rushes over the planet. We see a bunch of green crosses, like, sprout up. I don't, I don't know if that's people uh joining instrumentality or not i think it kind of i think it's like at least something about that visual is because there's like like waves of red going over the earth while the green crosses are probably and like you're you're screaming so yeah and um and the the fucked up bird angels in the sky are having like sexual noises in response to it the instrumentality the whole thing is extremely sexual yeah we'll talk it's like it's like so abs like it's there i wouldn't call it horny i would call it sexual because it is like yeah so absurd and like under layers of like body horror shit yeah but yeah there's a lot like the there's that there's a lot of imagery there's a lot of great visuals of just the giant lilith on the earth like there's just some good shots with throughout it if you're not entirely alienated by what you're looking at there's a lot of good uh actual cinematography in it at some point, I'm not sure, I, I might be skipping from a point A to a point B here, but at some point during the visuals of instrumentality, I think it's when the song ends, we look at an empty theater? 
Or am I jumping so ahead? So that ending, that empty theater thing happens after. So there's like a whole like okay. montage of of Shinji. Like it's, I don't even know how I'm going to start. I'm I'm starting this sentence without knowing how I'm going to actually describe this. Okay. But it was like Shinji having like these like weird like kind of like you said like sexual visions of like I think it was like both him and Masato and him as in Ray. Like it's very very hard to see who the bodies are, but that's like clearly like bodies and like sexual situations. And it's just like it's like it's very like visually obscured, but like I'm pretty sure it's like him and Misato and Ray and it's just a bunch of that stuff and then it cuts to this like live action or is it live action yet I don't know there's a shot of like an empty theater I think it's in live action the the, um, the empty theater is when we switch to live action for a little bit yeah I yeah I I are you talking about the stuff on the is the stuff on the train later or is this now god that is before this I think okay the th- you know you about the thing with um like the the thing we've seen before where they're in like the orange tent and they're on the train and it's him and Ray, yeah. but this time Asuka's standing over him. I believe that is in the lead up to that scene. I think that's part of the other things we mentioned where it's like the him and Asuka stuff where she's like, you know, mm-hmm. you want anybody, but I wouldn't want to be with you. It does like, actually, there's so many voices, but I don't even know who's saying what. Um, yeah, it, blend, it blends together, which I mean is the whole point. For for better or for worse. Basically, there's a whole sequence about Shinji, like, and and I I guess like I mean maybe I'm being reductive, but like the the gist of it is like Shinji having sexual feelings about Asuka, Ray, and Masato, and there's just a bunch of imagery and and dialogue about that for like a, an extended amount of time. Yeah, I mean that's like I think a good blanket statement to describe it. I think um at at this point and like everyone's consciousness blending together and the like central point of the impact is Shinji's consciousness specifically. I think, like, yeah, everything's kind of filtered through his wants and desires, and we're just, like, watching it fucking happen. I, I, I don't think I have to explain that, like, Shin, that is what Shinji is, like, that's Shinji's trauma is inherently sexual at this point in the show, um, or at least this, this movie certainly posits that. He's, yeah, he's processing all that shit at once just after, like, being psychically assaulted uh and his brain turning into soup and now everything else around him is turning into soup and he's just like screaming not actually but like essentially like silent screaming as like all these things are happening so yeah so then i i I remember i remember these things being next to each other because i was like specifically thinking like what does that mean to go Mm. from that to an image of an empty theater and then it's going through a bunch of live action stuff where it's like kind of like empty cities. It's like a cat on something. And then yeah. it's supposed to be like populated by people, like live action people in like the streets walking around and stuff while there's like dialogue happening. I think it's between Shinji and Ray. But like you said, it, I mean, it'd be whatever. Everyone's merged. Sh- Shin- Shinji and uh, a woman's voice. I don't know if it was Ray or Masada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, they're basically saying stuff like um, you were in like a tailor made fantasy. You're just trying to run away from reality and he's like oh like it was a dream and they're like that's not the same thing as a dream and just like like a conversation of that sort of nature it, talking about like reality versus dreams versus like shinji trying to like escape stuff by retreating into you know fantasy or what what have you mm-hmm. and there's like then there's a shot of like um a bunch of live action people filling the seats of that theater that were previously empty and mm-hmm. it's interesting because i think there's a person in the front row who's holding like a a ray plushie Yes. Like, like they have like Evangelion merchandise in this like shot, I'm which is interesting. Pretty sure this is just filming from the Death and Rebirth movie. 
That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it has to have been like at like the premiere mm-hmm. of like one of the movies. Like, yeah. And but that's very interesting. That's a whole thing on in its own. And then they're basically talking about so like Shinji got what he wanted with instrumentality happening because like everyone was together, so like nobody was like basically just that it would make things easier, I guess. Like they said more specific things, but I'm blanking on it. Uh, but basically they said he what it's what he would want to have everybody together but then he's like now that i'm seeing this i don't think that's what i want um and they're like are you sure because then like people will be all like, if they're separate and the like the walls between themselves like there will be uh, they won't understand each other again the um the fear of other will happen again mm-hmm. but he's like but who are these people in my heart and it's like ray and kaworu and they say that they're like hope that like people can understand each other and say the words i love you and he's like i'm willing to like go back to the way it was before just to just to see people again yeah he has a, he has a conversation with his mom i believe uh or a vision of his mom with an instrumentality i forgot that we skipped over what happens to gendo but we'll get back to it but yeah so he he talks to her and i believe I, I remember him like it being along the lines of like i would rather leave and uh work on myself on myself yes which is fascinating he kind of he kind of has like a a lesser version of the realization he has at the end of the series. I remember thinking that, Mm -hmm. that it's like the idea of like, Oh, I can keep, I can keep trying and I can like, and there's a very like positive message in there of kind of like, as long as the sun and the moon and whatever else exists, like there's, there's uh, everything would be all right. And like, uh, there was like a thing about all around you everywhere. There's opportunities to be happy and like whatever else, like like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So he, he dips out, he dips out of instrumentality. Yeah, and the way that they show that is, like, the Ava unit, which, like, last we saw was, like, in the big, like, crucifix weird symbol thing in the sky or whatever, then, like, burst through the eyeball of the giant ghost woman ray. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah, bursts out of Lilith, and then there's a shot of, later, there's a shot of Ava unit 01 just kind of floating through space like cars at the end of JoJo Part 2. And then we see some some visuals of uh lilith now destroyed like sep like separated like falling apart into pieces across like giant oceans of red like a purple sky very bleak and shindy's on like a beach asuka is next to him and but we should say this is like a like a well i think it maybe starts out as like a normal beach but then it gets to be like a creepy red central dogma kind of thing right i feel like, like it looks that way the whole time i think there's like one shot of like normal water maybe i can't remember if so i i know the opening of the movie like the one of the, the first shot of the movie is like water like that i don't remember if it they maybe maybe that's sort of a mixing effort i just want to ever clear that didn't watch this is this just listening to this that it's like not like a beach beach no it's not like Day- daytona it's like <laughs> a creepy like red blood ocean with like yeah it looks more like Mustafar then. Yeah, it's, I mean, in terms yeah. of, like, beach, it's more like water starts here, similar to the, yeah. like, where he met Kaworu. Um, But this is, yeah, the all the water, like, there's not water, it's, like, it doesn't even look like LCL, it's just, like, a dark red. Um, if you Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. If, you've, if you haven't watched the movie, but you're listening to this, you've probably seen the posters of the movie that have this exact imagery from it. But, so, Shinji, Shinji wakes up next to Asuka and then chokes her and then she says disgusting in the movie fucking ends i don't i I just decided to gloss through it um 
I, w- I would say the ending of this movie is the the one part of it I have the the least understanding of, like this last scene. I've done some reading, like I've I've Googled some some different takes on it. I think I have some loose. I I I like that it is so blankly open for interpretation. Uh-huh. But I'm curious on your takes. Um I'm wondering do you want I mean do you want to do it now or do you want to bounce around to other stuff we missed? I mean, well, first I want to say that it's funny because we successfully protected me from spoilers for the the entire show. I don't know how. Like like months on months, like episode after episode, and then like just a, like a little while before I was supposed to watch this movie, Caitlin of Orange Grows fame just happens to retweet something that's like probably just like a dumb joke but the image was that image of like Shinji choking Asuka at the end yeah. and I was like oh great <laughs> like days before I was <laughs> gonna do like the last thing of the like the main kind of series I was like, oh, there it goes a lot of imagery in this movie I would say means nothing out of context like you're like because I you saw an image of Shinji choking Asuka did it in any way color your viewing of this movie <laughs> I mean, I... I guess you might have known it was coming at some point? Yeah, I guess I just knew that, like, oh, he's going to do something I wouldn't have anticipated if I hadn't seen this image. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never have thought Shinji capable of doing that. Sure. Until if I had... So that might have been a bigger surprise if I had not seen that. But, yeah, anyway, all I was going to say about the very ending, I don't know what to make of the whole him choking her again thing. I mm-hmm. guess, like, part of it is maybe just that it was, like, literally, like, that's what... Like, because it was something that was like envisioned while during instrumentality that they kind of came out of it and that was just like what was happening but the fact that like he's doing that and then she looks at him and just says like disgusting and then like i th- I believe he like lets up after that it, my read on that is that like be- i actually like laughed when she said mm-hmm. that because it was like oh classic asuka and i feel like that was maybe the maybe the I, I this is just me my read on that was that that was kind of the point was that like they were gonna have a chance to like start over and return to somewhat normal after this the two of them mm. like because there was that whole thing about like if you can if anyone that can remember the themselves can like form their shape again and so the fact that those two were like in their bodies was like okay they're gonna survive this instrumentality thing and the fact that like even during all this like wild duress and you know it's the wild stuff happening the fact that she just like insults shinji like that is kind of like oh like we're back even though like it wouldn't make any you'd be surprised to think that way based on the fact that he's like choking her i, I read that it's like we're gonna go back to normal and the two of us are gonna start over quote unquote return to normalcy when the yeah by starting it with a with attempting to choke her and failing and, and the world ending all around them and stuff yeah i just yeah that's what i got from they, that they cut to this like wide shot that i'm sure people have seen but like yeah shinji's on top of her choking her and like behind it's just this huge red sea with like fucked up angels crucified off in the distance you've probably i don't know if you've seen parodies of it and just didn't know what it was parroting chris i would probably guess at some point and i mean you could have just been extremely lucky uh but this yeah i don't think i don't think i've seen anything there's a ton of shit out there that uh references this fucking movie um award-winning film yeah so i think to to really get into like i i i think ending with this few minute sequence where Shinji chokes Asuka and she says disgusting. I feel like to fully grapple with it, the decision to end the movie there, we do have to finally uh, address the elephant in the room and talk about how this movie starts. Because I very conveniently started my recap at minute five, uh, because the first four or so minutes is a sequence in which uh, Shinji is trying to wake up a comatose Asuka 
in the, in the I hospital. I completely forgot about that. I How? completely forgot about I mean, about I guess that. I know, because the, the whole fucking movie uh, continues to right. attack you. Yeah, the whole time that you were like, oh, we're skipping the first few minutes. And I was like, what happened in the first <laughs> few minutes? I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you skipping it? Oh, I, I just forgot. Yeah, so Shinji's trying to wake up Asuka in this hospital bed because he's like, this is, you know, we're picking up where he had to kill Kawaru. And he is just at his lowest point and uh, the lowest of the low. And he um he is trying to wake her up and is like starting to like yell at her and like jostle her around in the bed. And she's, you know, comatose. And, uh, the, the, that escalates to the point where he, like, tries to, like, he, like, grabs her by the shoulder and, like, pulls her around. And, um, there's, like, a very quick flash of, like, her shirt coming undone and we, like, see her breasts. And, uh, Shinji, like, kind of gasps at this. And then there's a bunch of sparse shots around the room. Uh, one of which is the door being locked. And then you start to hear, uh, Shinji's panting. Uh, and then he, like, makes a noise because he's masturbating. He finishes masturbating with a shot of his hand covered in the product of that. The Netflix subs of this, which I think are, are accurate to the original intent, is, um, and the lowest of the low. Uh, and that's, that's how the movie fucking starts. Mo- I know a lot of people who have, like, yeah, I could have never liked the movie because that's how it started, which I think is valid. The, this is actually the thing that I was texting you about, Chris, because for most people the sub like the subs or most people who have watched it you know before it came to netflix and uh associate the the previous official subs that were circulated uh the dialogue there from shinji is i'm so fucked up oh which i like the weight of also i think you know it's it's what i saw first it's what i associate so much with the uh the scene mm-hmm. but uh i I, I looked into it a little bit say there's I, there's always been a contention with like I'm so fucked being an interpretation upon I'm the lowest I'm the I'm the worst I mean I think either work but it, it's similar to the the Kaworu like and love it's just like um depending on who's translating what yeah Japanese is a versatile language like both of those things are technically accurate to translate the dialogue that was one of the things that people are like oh no they they used this when I'm so used to I'm so fucked up. That's that's interesting. I don't really know which version I prefer or like think is better. I could see the value in both, I suppose. I don't know. Init- I think initially I was like, oh, that's not as good. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's perfectly accurate. I just <laughs> am so used to it being a very like, like the, I, I feel like the phrase I'm so fucked up is like, has a weight to it in that scene. I could see it having that weight, but I could also see it kind of being like jarring. Yeah. Cause like no one in this show has ever said anything that like yeah. conversational and casual in that way mm-hmm. of like swearing and whatever. I don't know. It might've been the smarter choice to keep it more in line with like the way the rest of the dialogue in the show has been. Yeah. But like I said, I get it either way. I mean, yeah, that whole scene is a lot to, to start the movie on. I'll admit that I, I didn't feel the full weight of it because I didn't, completely understand what was happening as i was seeing it like even when they show his hand i was like is that what i think it is but i wasn't sure and then the movie just moves yeah, on so away. i never like i i didn't like fully get hit i like had an idea of what i had seen but i didn't really understand like yeah i didn't have the full weight i can it, uh, like i can also see if it didn't immediately if you didn't immediately know what it was and then like 
the movie just starts throwing plot at you, it, I could I understand it slipping exactly. away pretty well, quickly. Because like, yeah, because there's there's like shots of when he turns her over. It's not just like the shirt thing. I believe like some of the medical stuff also comes like, de- detached from her, and then they're showing like the IV and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like when he's panting, I was like, I initially read it as like he's stressed because like he may have like unplugged something's vital. Like, That's fair. I was like, just straight up confused by the visuals, and the I was just didn't know what I was looking at. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think so, I, I think I've pretty like before I watched this movie, I knew that this was how it started. So I think I've just always I, I feel I just always known I've always known <laughs> that this is uh, yeah. that Shinji was fucked up. But yeah, I I remembered it being worse to watch. It's not. I mean, obviously, like it's not good to watch. But so, like the way it is shot, like the way the shots are around the room, it reminds me of like the other shots of like Masato and Kaji from the show, where they just do it all with audio and don't show you anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I think the yeah the shot of Shinji's hand is really the the most of it there. But yeah, so that's that's how the movie starts, and then it ends with uh, him choking her after uh, rejecting instrumentality. I, you know, I've I've always read the the how disgusting as her response to like being inside his mind and knowing that that happened. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, the choking, I don't know like exactly why he did it, but like he wanted he wanted to do an instrumentality, and when he was in there. He had the power to successfully do it. Like he picked her up. In the real world, he can't, and he starts crying. And she's like, "How disgusting! Look at you." Uh, and that's just how it ends. It ends on this like real pathetic uh, situation. Yeah, and my note during that was cool. So Shinji's a violent incel. Yeah, my reading on the the opening scene and like the lens. That this, like, I think a lot of the plot details of, like, you know, the the action instrumentality of the third impact, I feel like that was, um, like, we, we can tell from the storyboards of the original ending that a lot of that was originally intended from the get-go before the budget issues. But I do think there is a part of this depiction that is colored by the gap of time between the show ending and production of the movie beginning. Um, because my my reading of this opening scene, Shinji masturbating to his friend who is comatose, I've always read that as like I don't like Shinji's never been a proxy for the audience, but a lot of characters or a lot of uh, viewers wanted uh, him to be that. And it's like, why isn't he doing the cool thing? Why isn't he with uh, the girls? And I've always felt this scene is like if he was, this is how fucking creepy it would be, like. Like if 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 we like if it actually went that direction and we grappled with like the reality of it, like that's like this is like I I feel so much of that opening scene being like if you want Shinji to be your proxy, okay, this is you, this is you masturbating to traumatized teenagers, and even if that is the intent, and I think it is an interesting uh combativeness to a toxic fan base, there's. Still, the implication, like, you put it in the movie. You, you, you put this in the movie. Uh, you opened it on it. So that, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have my reading of it that I think I understand the usage of it, but there's still obviously the contention of, you know, writing it and doing it in the first place. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. That's an interesting take on it, though. I, I hadn't thought about 
about that. And like when you first started talking, I was like, I don't know if I buy it. And then you brought it around. I was like, oh, I could see that. That makes sense to me. I'm not really attempting to defend anything in this movie as like no yeah i think that's pretty clear that you're not yeah like... i I'm, I'm not like here to draw lines in the sand of what uh you can and can't show in art there are people who have much more uh anarchist opinions on art owing you nothing than i do um i do think it is a, a place to grapple with challenging and difficult subjects and yeah i I mean, at the end of the day, the movie is made, and I have my interpretations of why decisions were made in it, uh, and and what we can get from it that now that it has uh, been made. But yeah, that that's my reading of that scene. What are the, the other big checklist uh, contra? Like the Masado, the Masado scene is also, I think, another heavy point of contention in terms of like depicting what is literally CSA. With with her kissing there's him. There's another one. Well, th- I mean, I would say there's another one too with Gendo and Ray when he's like, yes. and they, they they couch it in like uh-huh. sci-fi stuff. where like, he's trying to instrumentality her, but it's one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. both of these, ep- both of these quote unquote episodes, Kazuya Suramaki directed the first half. We'll talk about we'll talk about the directors and their filmographies a little bit more once we get past this episode uh, and we dig into the the other catalog, the oeuvres. Um, but so he's directing this first one. Ano wrote the whole thing. Like, he has the sole writing credit. Suramaki's directing the first half, and Ano's directing the second half. I think, one, the bookends of Shinji depicting violence onto Asuka from both of their different perspectives is interesting. Um, and also the way that uh, both, both halves start with, like, sexual violence put onto, I mean, first Asuka and then Rei. Uh, by Shinji and, and then Gendo, respectively. Um, and I think the the differences between those two things, the restraint of of Suramaki and uh, the complete lack of restraint from Ano in the second half of this movie, are I- interesting. Uh, but like, I'm not defending this this what I'm about to say or saying that it's right. But I do think Ano's direction with everything that happens with Ray, complete like I feel like his understanding of Ray is that she is not a teenager. She is a clone made from uh, an angel and the remains of, of UA, which she is. And I think the, the movie grappling with like, yeah, like she is, she, she was made in this image of a young girl because Gendo's a fucking creep and he is enacting the sexual violence on her. And it's not great. And it's like, I'm not defending the depiction of it the way it is, because it's rough. It's hard to watch. But there is, I, I think Ano is attempting to grapple with how rough it is. I, I think he is like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Like, look at how fucked up his goals and dreams are. Um, and then, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's very hard to watch. And it is, it's there. I just don't, I, I, I'm not saying that, like, that it isn't necessarily, like, saying something that would, like, justify it, but, like, I personally don't understand why it had to be in that form. Like, I'm sure that there was, like, some kind of, like, intent behind it, why, like, why in order to get that point across, it had to be demonstrated in that way. I'm open to that um possibility, but, like, I just personally don't know what it was. Like, why does his goal have to be depicted in the form of that? Do you know what I mean? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I just like I I think I see what he's doing and that's it. Like 
I like have like the vaguest notion of like I don't even know how they put it into words. Like just like the idea that that type of person like could or would like abuse a child but like why does it i don't know like what does that have to do with like this weird like like we're making robots that turn into god like i don't i don't know it's like i i have made i don't know how to feel about it that's fair <laughs> it's it's yeah, rough I would, I would love to like i and i plan to like at some point when i determine that it's like it's time for it i plan to just like dig in and just like read like everybody's like analysis and, and feces on on this whole thing because like i'm sure there's been like a lot of like academic like discussion of this stuff right because like there's a there's a there's a lot going on in this this like, is a highly discussed movie uh yeah it's yeah. uh there's an endless sea of, of of takes and readings on the philosophy and psychology of it especially the 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 back half yeah but uh because i i was talking in the discord uh a little bit ago which i don't know if we'll get too much into the like the way that instrumentality is depicted but i do find it fascinating the the way it is visualizing like an existence that has a, evolved beyond a need for boundaries between people or like physical existences or like separate identity it's just like yeah everyone is is, is together which all of that is like such an interesting concept yeah. by the way like i feel like i don't know if we've properly given kudos in in any of the discussions of that of like how like creative and and thought-provoking it's so all cool. the stuff around instrumentality is like even the thing where like the, the the idea like you said where it's like the like the humans have like separate at fields that like separated them and like whatever else mm-hmm. as opposed to like the angels that are together blah 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 it's just like what this is like that's a lot to chew on it's and, like, such a dense of, text like, what would what would like community or what would like humanity look like if like instead of being separate people that hated and hurt each other we were just like one mm-hmm. thing like that's that's it's fascinating yeah and i and i think you know in the television show we focused on you know shinji's personal growth through that collective process and in the movie he's like no i i like i like my boundaries which is you know interesting in its own right but like they they unpack all that information it is uh considerably more traumatic than it was depicted in the show and then like he's like yeah no i want to i want to work on my boundaries i want to work on it the way that um you know what we have now and he dips out and he's in this fucking barren apocalyptic wasteland and he chokes a teenage girl that he's already uh, had violence on before it's it's such a bleaker visual or, or, or depiction of that but yeah i think the sci-fi and the philosophy that underpins it is fucking incredible and and fascinating and there is so much there to to like look at and read into um and i think it's visually uh extremely impressive i think this movie is gorgeous at everything it attempts to do but yeah i mean then there's evangelion as a franchise is grappling with so many things at once um so what that means is that the philosophical and psychosexual trauma is all on these teenagers so (laughs) i mean so you just made me want to stop and like actually like conclusively uh figure something out real quick that we kind of like talked about offhand before does he is he already choking her when we get to that scene or are they just there and then he starts choking? oh they're just they're just there there's there's like a there's a oh, so few he, beats. So he does just like decide to do it again. Yeah, he lays on the beach. He no- the he hell? notices that she's next to him, and he gets up and tries to choke her, and he 
can't like he he is not successful he cries and then she says how disgusting and then it ends god i oh, okay hold on i'm gonna give out another get a huge tangent here no, in a second the, but i um, you have my full attention all night <laughs> but um what i'm gonna say is because like, before like i said it's like oh like i feel like they maybe just like came out of instrumentality and he was too but no if he like, decide that's a whole different ball game if like the instrumentality stuff ends and then he just walks over and just like yeah. does it like like that that is that is his response to getting out of every everything everything that happened before it i want to i want to figure out how to live life and blah blah blah. and i'm going to go choke yeah and that and that's the thing too like this this ending what this ending and this is gonna sound like after the the second half of this movie being such fucking bullshit i uh and and i say that in a loving term that it's just like absurdist and surreal but i this is the part of the movie that has the least concrete information. Like, I have no fucking clue why Asuka is there. I don't know why he chokes her. And then it ends. Everything else, like, okay, a large section of that bullshit can be attributed to instrumentality happening. And I, you know, I can... Why, I don't need an explanation for why Lilith enacting instrumentality forms various vaginas on their person. Because instrumentality is an inherently uh, sexual depiction and it's enacted by people in power and power is often depicted through sexuality and this cycle, like, the the philosophy of Evangelion has often grappled with that. This is just the most explicit it's ever been. So all of that, sure. Instrumentality, third impact, well animated, well directed. But this last section, I just have nothing. I offered my idea about, like, why she's there and, like, yeah. what the, like, very, like, grace note is, but I have no idea why he chokes her. I don't know. I don't get it. I Like I said, I just he's a violent insult now. Insult yeah. now. He just sucks. He's a bad person. He's a bad character. Like, like I just, like, that's my only reading on it, which I guess you can be like, he's traumatized, but, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I found Shinji, this is where my big tangent's gonna, this is, like, the biggest thing I have to get off. Well, there's, like, two tied for biggest things <laughs> I wanted to get off my chest about this uh-huh. movie. I found Shinji to be incredibly unsympathetic in this. Yeah. Like after they, which is, which is like wild. Cause they built up a whole show of me like caring for and rooting for and feeling sorry for with a couple exceptions of me. Like, man, this kid sucks right now. But like, for the most mm-hmm. part, I was like, I understood like the ways that he was hurt and like whatever else. And I was like, like this whole movie, I was like, get this kid out of here. Like I hated <laughs> yeah. him in this. I really it's, did. Yeah. Like, he I, sucks. Found it, I found it so hard to care when he was like, crying and whatever else and i, I like i was like i ugh. and like i was fucking pissed at shinji um at the end of that first half mm-hmm. like how he just like let asuka die i was like look i get it you're like all like you're surrounded by terrible things and you have been for like and you're a child and whatever else but the fact and like and I, in real life maybe this would be like different but like as a viewer of this media mm-hmm. like because it's fiction I was pissed that he didn't help Asuka. I was pissed that he didn't get in the fucking robot, even though it's funny that that's the meme of like, yeah. the dumb people that, like, oh, we'll get... I, I was mad. I was like, this, the, the, is, this, this sucks. This film, like, the, like, manipulated you into that exact position where you're, like, get in the robot. It, it's just, like, the fact that he just sat there and listened while they're, like, progressively updating him, like, hey, she's, like, she needs help. She's mm-hmm. getting her ass kicked. And now she's, like, she's dying. It's, like, she's dead. And, and then, like, the part that was most... I was mad that, like, that he didn't help her. And the most mad I was when he gets up there and then he sees her dead and he screams and i'm like i'm sorry you can't be mad after you didn't do anything to help her i was like mad like but i was like mad not just at shinji and maybe i was like incorrectly reading it in the moment 
because I was like caught up in my emotions. I was bad at the movie mm-hmm. too because I I imagined that they wanted me to feel bad for him in that moment, but I didn't at all. I was like, "You suck, dude. You caused this." I don't like, know if you're supposed to feel bad for him or just witness his horrifying reaction to it. I when I got to that moment re- on my rewatch, I was like, I was I was literally thinking back like. Was their language not clear that she was dead? Like, did he think it was, like, that she was going to be, oh, like, oh, she's been defeated. She'll probably, like, survive in her entry plug. Maybe I'm still, maybe I still have time. And then what he sees is a bunch of literal vultures having torn. Like, we didn't even really get to how visceral the destruction, like, I I said that it was visceral, but, like, it's, it's pretty rough. That seems so fucked up. It's so bad, yeah. Um, but, but... But it's a really effective scene though, because I oh, felt yeah. it when Oscar died. That that hurt. Mm-hmm. I ugh. the uh, yeah. the yeah, because she's like the half like it looks zombified. Uh, Unit O two is like the armor has been pulled off, but she's like still alive in there. Her eye is bleeding because the lance goes through the head of the uh, of the Unit O two, and um, yeah, there's like yeah. this uh drawn out sequence where like she is like pushing forward to finish the job, and like the fucked up you know, now green hand of the, the, the Ava underneath that armor is like reaching up towards them circling in the sky. And like, she's, and she keeps repeating, I'll yeah. kill you over and over again. Like she's really trying Which, to like get back up and put like, a pin in that. I'm going to return to her repeating that in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, she's reaching up and then it like cuts to her arm splitting in two because then the, that happens with the Ava and it's like just fucking, uh spears rain on it and like that's and and, and then they, i think they all dive in there and just like just mm-hmm. and they're like tear it apart the, with their mouths the Ava's, like they're pulling the ava's intestines out and stuff it's it's fucked up so like now that we've grappled with how visceral and uh depressing that is how fucking cool was her fight though oh it's so good it's so good that's the thing is like it's like i kind of like touched on this but like i like in in like the simplest terms i have you know there's parts of both that i liked and disliked mm-hmm. but like for the most part i thought the first half was awesome and the second half like i had a lot more trouble sure. with but um so i really liked the the original ending of the show we already covered that extensively what i took the note uh, at this point in the show like during asuka's whole like fight scene with them and stuff and like even like her death to some extent but um i was i wrote that i like I like having both of these endings exist um, because it was really satisfying getting to see Asuka get a comeback. Yeah. Because in the show, she's just done. Mm-hmm. Like, and so to get a scene where she's like reinvigorated and she just is like, just like pulls it out for everyone's sake and just like is like beating this like, is like one of them, nine of them, and she's got to do it like 30 seconds each or something Tw- like that. 20 and seconds just, each, like, yeah. And it's like this like dope action scene where she's like grabbing them and swinging them into each other and like breaking their mm-hmm. legs and like snapping. It's awesome. Like, it was so like triumphant to like root for that character, which also brings me to that point. I think that this movie had a really good mix of action and violence, mm. and but what, by that I mean like action is like you know just like the stuff happening that's like you know a violent nature, but the violence is like to actually show like consequences of that. Sure, because like this, I mean, th- you could say there's like demonstrated consequence by just like how like gory and gruesome the violence was, but that scene's an action scene. You're like you're like hell yeah, Oscar, like fuck yeah. those things up. 
get him back after after all this stuff. But then there's also scenes where Masato shoots the dude to save Shinji, and there's just like a nasty mm-hmm. blood splatter. While that's like the violence, yeah. like, that's like even though it's like you're happy that like she like saved him and stuff, it doesn't feel good. Like you know, like I think this did a good job of giving us both action. And yeah, violence. they're like, they're directed like, in different ways. Yeah, I uh, um, in... well, I think even in that same episode. Oh I think yeah, even for sure. The, the first half, there's like, well, yeah, 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 yeah like like the clip. I feel like um, and there's literally characters making like quips about like ah oh, and in the end our final enemy was man itself blah, 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 blah. yeah 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 which is funny i laugh uh, that. but that's the thing like yeah like viol- man man on man violence is like so much more viscerally depicted in this and then and then the way that the angel or ava fighting is like hell yeah i'm hooting and hollering there's a scene where mm-hmm. there I, I think it's like attacking down on her and like the sh- her shoulder pops open and spikes shoot up into its head yeah i fucking so dope. cheered she, like, it. oh so yeah, cool it's so good that's the thing like oscar like shot to being like the best character in this movie yes like, she was so good yeah I, I i love that suramaki gets to extremely flex on his action directing he'll continue to have a, a good career of doing specifically this shit we'll, we'll talk about more of it in later episodes but uh I, 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 for, again, I love to suffer, but I think it's really effective, the structure of this, giving you the highest high points, the greatest, the uh-huh. greatest action moments, maybe in the whole franchise up to this point, and then just tearing yeah. you to the fucking bottom. Yeah, and it helps, too, because I want to just make sure we're clear about this, that, like, it's, it's, it's amazing action, but it's motivated by, like, plot and characters. Yes! Like, Asuka is, she like, reconnected pulling with herself her mother. out of the depths. She reconnects with her mom. She's pulling us out of the depths when she had given up and thought everything was done. And, like, no one else either... Well, most people can't. And the other person that can won't uh, fight back against this, like, threat. And she's doing it. And she's doing it by mm-hmm. herself. And, like... And it's just, like... I I don't... It's been a lot... I mean, like, that's, like, one of, like, the most... I can remember being just, like, fuck, yes, fictional character. Mm-hmm. Do this. Like, go do... Go get him. Like It's so emotionally effective. And then to take it away and, like, and yeah. to have her like eventually like fall victim to the situation is just like mm-hmm. oh it yeah it's it's such a su- such a well-contained and incredible sequence i'm just gonna pop in again see i mean, it just makes me so mad at shinji again just the thought that he could have saved her and stopped this I'm just so he fucked up hate him and, and like we can talk about all the abuses and traumas he's experienced to get to that point where he fucked up but i mean he did and that's the thing it's like in that moment i'm like i get it that you're not getting in the robot but i also don't want these bad things to happen to Asuka in the end. Right. I, th- I think, yeah. did we talk about... She was a sh- I mean, because that's the thing, too, that's the thing, too, is, it's like, I don't mean to sound like, and like I said, in reality, mm-hmm. it'd be different. I would understand that, like, whatever, but, like... The movie has you on such this high point that you don't want it to drop. You don't, you, you want him to jump in and to save her for, and for it to all be okay and keep, you want that high to last. And the movie is like, no, he can't. He can't do it. He can't do it. And then she she can't do it either. I I just got annoyed because like it's not even like she wasn't a traumatized of child course. as well, but she like put the world on her back. Well, that's the, that's know. the like, thing. Her uh, her her revitalization, her her rebirth from the this Lazarus Lazarus pit that she's in, literally at the bottom of a lake, like is preceded by her saying she wants to die for like a minute and a half. I, I think we've glossed over that detail where she's like saying that she wants to die over and over again. And then we slowly hear another voice join her and she realizes it's her mom. And she's like, this is where you've been this whole time. You've been with me. You've been protecting me this whole time. And she has this like huge, uh, like 
200% sink rate. She just like, uh, the we see the unit two rise out of the lake, picking up this fucking like uh, ship and just like uses it as a shield, like against all these rockets. And it's, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And Shinji has that moment where he reconnects with his mom again, like two, three minutes too late because he's, he's still wishing for death because he just had Masato come on to him and he still has her blood on his face and hands. We should probably talk about that Masato scene yeah. whenever we're done talking about Asuka. I don't want to rush this, but I just like I just like I get it, but like if if you're willing to talk about Asuka the way that he does and to do the things that he sure. does to Asuka, especially in this movie, then like the fact I you get no sympathy for me when you're just like, oh well like Absolutely I'm valid scared and therefore I don't lift a finger to like I don't know. I sound like an asshole probably, but like this is just my honest reaction to the movie. This movie like, paints Shinji as literally the lowest of the low. And I'm not giving him sympathy, I'm giving him yeah. empathy. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I yeah. mean mm-hmm. I do Yeah, too. like he he is not without sin at this point. Uh and I mean from the beginning, like he was doing shit that was questionable. Uh but this is this is the 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 bottom of that graph. I I think, you know, what the movie is trying to do is effective. It works. It it doesn't want that high point to last forever. Uh but I'll, yeah, I do have that primal urge where I'm like, get in the robot. I want I want to see all the good stuff that could happen and the movie's like, I uh, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that that the amount of time of for good things to happen is uh much too short. And it's like, yeah, like these mass produced government made things are are far too efficient. She she has five minutes and they have eternity. Yeah. Now I, I don't I don't mean to keep coming back to that last scene, but like now that's even thrown a wrench in, like I'm just remembering more and thinking about it more. And like now I don't even know if like because like it makes sense in a way still that they could like return to normal after that but like if shinji's still at the point where like he's like choking her then like yeah i don't know what to make of where that character well, is that's gonna the, go I, from here I, you, know I, I mean? I, you could even like, read it as just like even though he said he would leave instrumentality and work on himself he is incapable he is past that point like that could be your takeaway from it is that he said that yeah. and still turned to uh, assaulting Asuka at the first chance he was given uh for whatever reason that's what happened yeah okay can i get into the other thing that that uh was my biggest issue with this let me have it all right so and i promise i do have positives on my notes here i th- I, I mean we've talked about things we really enjoyed about this movie i mean i don't yeah this isn't gonna be an episode where we're just glowing about how much we loved it i i said that i think it's a a good movie and i appreciate it despite a shit like it's not fly i'm never gonna say it's flawless but <laughs> you just reminded me before i before i move on to other stuff and before we get too far away from what we were just talking about with like the sure uh the like the first half stuff i just want to say like in in like more detail that i thought the whole depiction of that like you said that kind of like even though it's like the funny like cliche line where it's like in the end it was humans that were the monsters whatever the whole depiction of that is actually like I thought was like incredibly well, like done. the actual like them assault, like murdering people in nerve. The the extended the ex- yes the extended sequence of that invasion of the the facility and just watching them like slaughter everybody was like it was so dark and like so like sad and like um I they I felt it really worked on like an emotional level. Uh, Andrew, I haven't seen the raid, but Andrew compared it to the raid when we were watching uh this section of uh death and rebirth. That's interesting. I I don't remember the raid getting to that level of like 
feeling or seriousness, but I also was like watching with people. They might have like, just I been think... talking about the action part, but um, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I do think, you know, what what uh, the first half of this movie is doing is, is very grounded in the the very human and personal loss. Um, and it's interesting because there's like the woman whose name I don't remember, the intern who has the hots for Ritsuko, we learn in this movie. Mm-hmm. She she has Representation. a yeah she has a yeah, everyone's fucking queer in some way in this fucking <laughs> shit uh, especially when you combine all uh, existence into one being instrumentality what I I if I were to write anything Fellas, about this movie it, it would be, to be involved in instrumentality <laughs> I mean you're you're literally you're, getting wrapped up in a big woman with a dude yeah you're in the soup with another I I, I think instrumentality obviously not intended uh, but I do think digging into it as a philo- like a philosophical concept I think is extremely trans but that's this isn't the episode for that anyways what was i gonna say oh yeah she has a line where she's like can we can't really handle it the way we used to they're other people they're not angels yes and which Mm -hmm. is already funny because we lilim and are just another type of angel human humans are another type of angel but then another person responds like they're not gonna have that same reservation they're here to kill us Uh uh-huh yeah but yeah no that all that stuff is great there's a shot that i want i it's Two seconds. I'm going to point out uh, where Mas- when Masato cocks her, like loads and cocks her gun, it's just a couple quick cuts of like the the gun cocking, and it's just like so. It's that was to me the moment where I was like, oh yeah, Suramaki really likes these little details. Like it's just like a lot of emphasis is put on the motion of the gun cocking from like really specific camera angles. Having recently watched other stuff of his for prep for this show, I'm just like, yeah, all right, this is him really getting to flex his stylistic muscles, and all the action in this episode is so tantamount to that. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad he got to do it. Yes. Anyways. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. I officially don't understand this shit. We've talked a bunch of times before in the series, like, I like, I feel like I kind of get it. I have, like, a vague idea, enough to, like, enjoy the show. I officially don't understand any of this shit. This, the whole plot of this makes no sense to me. I think it's dumb. And, and like, <laughs> and a lot of the stuff that was happening is just the most, like, you know that stupid meme with the guy that's, like, pouting and goes, I guess. Like, that's how I felt watching <laughs> a lot of this. Like, um. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, because. Let me, and then I'll explain what I mean. I, by I feel it. like so, I, I, I do feel like this movie answered a lot of questions for me. But at the end of the day, I don't like I, to repeat the same shit I say all the time on the show. I don't care if I understand it entirely if the emotional beats land. But uh, I agree with that in practice. I think I think uh, Evangelion overall doesn't care too much if you understand all of it. Like I don't think it goes out of its way to explain uh everything it explains a lot in, in this movie but it openly mocked me as the viewer when shinji's like when something's left vague it drives me crazy mm-hmm. i was like yeah dude me too yeah well that's the, yeah again like i I think this movie is like not it, the, the movie doesn't like you very much as a viewer and when we were we, were, we there's a i need to write down another fucking thing that we'll go back to because i forgot to bring it up when we we're in the live action welcome to our first episode that's like three hours uh but um what was I saying? Shit. <laughs> um, I'm looking at a picture of Kalori and my brain keeps going blank. <laughs> I was talking about Shinji saying, uh, yeah. when things are left vague, it drives me crazy. Does that help? No. Um, 
Oh well, I think I think I was just cutting you off because you were gonna like you were gonna say that shit didn't make sense and you were gonna elaborate. Yes, yeah, and and I trust me. I mean, everyone's listening to the show. I'm I'm on the same boat as li- I like Kingdom Hearts. I like <laughs> lots of stuff that doesn't make like concrete sense. But it's like as long as it's there enough, and like you said, the emotion to be slain, then good. This one was too much. It just went. It crossed my line. Like my line's pretty far out. It crossed my line. Okay. I like I couldn't. It Fair. took me out of it because. So the idea is that both Sele and Nerve are Gendo, I guess. They both want instrumentality, uh-huh. which is the same thing as the third impact, correct? I'm uh, kind of in in this movie. Yeah, they both want that thing to happen. Except apparently they both want to be the one that like does it their way, right? I, but <sighs> instrumentality, the whole point is that no one will be themselves anymore, so who cares? It's dumb. <laughs> I think it's it doesn't make any sense. I think there's more nuance to it than that, even if I don't know if anything you said is wrong. Because, like, like, I think by by virtue of no one being themselves, every everyone is then together. Like, everyone is still there, but it's in one being. And like, so what does it matter who was the person that did the thing? I don't know. The only way I could accept this, and I'm like giving, I'm like doing the homework for them, and being like, this is what it means. So now you have a pass. But the only thing I could think of is that like, if they're making a point that humans are so stupid and arrogant that like, even in an outcome where like, it literally does not matter at all, they're still trying to like kill people to be like, "Go and say, I did it. I was right, and I was." I good. do think that reading is very valid in the way that like, yeah, like they're both going after the same thing but slightly different. But the depictions we get of both instrumentality and and the third impact seem it it doesn't it doesn't seem like it matters who much is like who exactly is in control of it uh both depictions we get shinji are is, is pivotal uh in in and what the tv show depicts is you know they call it instrumentality um and they say that like you know everything is everyone is experiencing this but we focus on what shinji is processing in his mind um and in this it's it's called the third impact it's got a lot of similarities it's still everyone getting um you know what they are looking for when they reconnect with uh, all of humanity in the big primordial soup of life and except for gendo which we still haven't fucking talked about that gendo scene there's so much uh it's it is it is so much It, it does seem like it matters a little bit to the who is in control of it just because like fuyutsuki being like everything is in shinji's hands now like the future is going to be designed by his desires in this moment. Now that he has merged with, uh, you know, Lilith and and all and the fucking the unit one turns into the tree of life, which we haven't talked about because <laughs> it doesn't matter. God, that yeah. But yeah, so the third impact happens, and in and in this movie, it's called the third impact, and in the show, we just talk about instrumentality, but they have very similar effects. I I do like the reading that. Sele and Nerve are just bullheaded assholes and should have. But see, that's like I I made that up. The text didn't tell me that really at no. all. No, like I just did that. Well, I mean, <laughs> this yeah, I think Ano is, is very. Uh... I wrote them an explanation. Well, I I, I I I don't know how much I would say you wrote an explanation versus like it's, I think it's, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of yeah. I I, well, I know I know also know that you're exaggerating for for comedy, but yeah. um, <laughs> I I do think like Ano is like leaving things in between the lines like i i think he's uh satisfied not viscerally explaining every detail like it seems like the gaps that this movie fills in like masato monologues for a little bit about information she got from kaji i feel like it helps us ask 
the later questions, but he's not like answering those. He answered some so you could ask more, mm-hmm. um, which I like. But yeah, I think I, th- I think it's I think it's funny that Shinji is like I don't like vague stuff because I I, I like <laughs> my my reading is like all of the the negative feelings that they had about reception is just kind of thrown on Shinji in this movie. In my in my readings of it, it's not definitive really. Yeah, but. yeah, I'm all for like things being left to interpretation, things not being answered. It just like with that particular stuff, mm-hmm. it just pushed me to where I was like the movie was. I was annoyed at the movie and I thought it was bad and not like it stopped. But then um, they did start to win me back once they started, like, showing what how instrumentality started. Then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm back in now. Like, so I definitely think that this is, like, beyond creative and unique. And I respect it as a piece of art. Yeah. I There's, like, there's so much going on. There's spectacular visuals and music mm-hmm. and, like, um, all the other stuff we talked about. And, like, to some extent, I'm cool with not knowing what was happening. Like, you know, in terms of, like, you know, the, the, just the cool weird sci-fi stuff that was happening with like because because like i found like, a couple times i think i was just like carried it was a carried over frustration from the shinji stuff and sure the, it's like, doing a ton stuff. I, think I, I was like i was i was starting to get like annoyed at stuff that then i later was like ah that's actually fine i was like what why is lilith doing all this and i was like well lilith is like supposed to be like a god and we don't understand mm-hmm. what that stuff is so, like that's well, fine like, yeah I'm cool with that. i it, yeah it, it's also like ray like takes in that piece of adam and then like rejoins with lilith and is like all right cool time to go do the third impact i guess <laughs> and then yeah which they, they at least tell you like even though it's still like just like made up whatever that's like a hail mary at this point at least feels that way at least they say the words like oh if adam and lilith combine then mm-hmm. something happens like, all right that's i mean that's all i really need yeah. like just like give me a little bit like yeah and 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 like i think gendo was hoping that by merging himself with uh like by by i think what gendo wanted to happen was for him to be that pivotal point like by merging with with ray and then lilith but what happens is that ray takes adam like just fucking basically takes gendo's hand off takes the part that matters adam mm-hmm. and is like fuck you i'm not your doll i'm not your plaything. and then like oh is that what happened okay yeah. i was gonna ask like, yeah wow. she is in control when she does that and she uh I, and then she then she chooses to go up to Shinji and have him be in control of the third impact. Okay. That I was like confused about like like exactly like what kind of stuff Ray was made of that she could bond with Lilith, but I, I She's made of Lilith. Well, yeah, I guess there's that too. But I hadn't thought about the fact that she had like ingested Adam, so to speak. So then that unity happened through her. Or yeah. So what Gen- like Gendo when he starts it, he we talked about. I don't know how much in detail we talked about the. We talked about it as sexual violence, but like yeah. So Gendo has Adam on his hand, and he like essentially gropes Ray, and his hand like merges into her, um, and he like moves it down, uh, and it's rough, and he, yeah, and then we like cut away. That's how the second half of this movie starts. And then when we cut back, basically, she, like, his hand just kind of, like, pops off. And she's like, no, this is mine now. I'm the one who's going to be in control here. And he's, like, shocked and, like, oh, no, you'll choose Shinji over me or something. I don't remember the exact dialogue. But, um, yeah, that is that is Rey in control. And then she goes and merges up with Lilith, which um, the the bumpiness on the legs, like, smooths out. And then it gets... UA's Lilith face. looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, it did at first, yeah, but then it, yeah, then it turns yeah. into a big naked lady, um, which I think is 
It, like, it looks like an older Ray, which just looks like UA. And then that, and then it goes up to to break down Shinji's psychological barriers into mush, and then merge with him, and, I mean, I don't know, it's a bunch of shit. Yeah, alright, we should stop burying lead and actually just get out the Genda stuff, because it's good. Yes! The Genda scene is good. Yeah, we just, yeah, well, I, we just keep getting on to other topics. Um, <laughs> unintentionally burying the lead. We, yeah, so, it's during... Uh, it's, it's during all of everyone turning into soup. So Kumsusser Todd is playing. Um, we see everyone like seeing who they want to see, uh, that, I don't remember that kid's name that sees, uh, Masato for, at first it's all Ray. We all see little like Rays and then it kind of like cuts into the Rays are replaced by whatever the character wants to see. That one guy sees Masato, that one woman whose name I don't remember sees Ritsuko, Fuyutsuki sees Yue. And when, yeah, that's the thing. So Futsuki says, Gendo, are you also seeing UA right now? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, which I do think that visual language, I think, confirms. Uh, or, 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 yeah, my theory. Well, that, that, there's that, yeah. But I also, like, for me, my reading of Ray as this, like, as, as a character in the show has always just been this, like, object of the plot that Gendo has, like, projected his dreams and desires onto. And I think, like, mm-hmm. using her as, like, showing up and then people literally project their desires onto these like dolls of Ray that then become yeah. Masato or whoever. I just think that like that works really well in uh, translating that, like those themes on that information. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. So Fuchsia says that everyone, I, I was like, Oh shit. I don't remember that at all. Like I was surprised how clear cut that was after we talked about that theory with, with uh, him and Yue. Um, but yeah, then we cut to, to what Gendo sees that we've referenced a bunch of times. And um, basically everyone just kind of talks shit on Gendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all like read him for Phil. Yeah. And uh, they talk about how he's like, he was, he, he was like hesitant to like love anybody and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he starts off by saying like, oh, Shinji's better off without me. Like it's, I, I, mm. I, I have distanced myself from him for so much because I am. Oh, it's it, this is what it was. He was like, because I don't believe that people can love me. I'm not like mm-hmm. worthy of that. Which is like, I thought it was so good and so telling because it's like it just like he had the same stuff going on that mm-hmm. that he like caused his son to have. Like like his feelings of like like that stuff going on caused him to behave in a way that then instilled the very same shitty feelings in his kid. Which I thought was like so like that's probably realistic as hell. Well, yeah, that's. Gener- generational trauma that is like does yeah. self-perpetuate in, in those ways because when you have and obviously not every situation is different but like the what this is depicting is that is a situation in which like you you experience uh trauma as a as a child that makes it very hard for you to build these strong relationships in that you uh perpetuate them because you cannot then make those with new people when you are older and w- and we see that with like you know what Masato struggles with throughout the whole fucking show but yeah this is the first time i think we like this is the only time that Gindo uh expresses any of that and like yeah it's so pointed but i th- i think it works i think it's really good yeah and then there's this scene after where they're like you were so afraid of being hurt that you like rejected the world before it could hurt you mm-hmm. like which is like yeah i mean like it's right there, like they're just saying it. But I think, I think it was, was fine. I don't think that that like read as um, 
you know, the way that sometimes writing like that gets bashed as far as like, they're just like saying the thing. It's like, no, I think, I think it was good. I think it was effective. And I think yeah. the show could use a little bit of just saying the thing sometimes. Yeah. I, I think it completely uh, plays. And as he's, yeah, he's just like surrounded by like all these people he has or, or visions, I guess, of all these people who he has like uh, manipulated and like projected his uh, desires to, to get to this stuff uh, with. Cause there's, I, I know it's Ray and is it UA as well? Kawaru's there too for some so. reason. And isn't Ritsuko there too? I can't remember. I don't remember. I know there's a shot of her I don't know. It just... uh, outfit floating in the LCL at one point. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just like a But yeah, it's the Gendo Haters Club. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh to sign up. I would like a membership, please. <laughs> there yeah, there's a, I realized watching that there's a lot of like rapture imagery in the way that they leave their clothes behind. That's true. Which is yeah. just like I mean this show is I mean, Anno loves the biblical yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, been laden with yeah. uh, a bunch of religious stuff. Um, not not just... Especially this movie. Yeah. Especially this movie. And But then, okay, so then they they tell him all that about It's like, you sucked. It's like <laughs> the ghost ghost of Christmas every time Genda's ever been alive. But anyway, so then he says something like, um, oh, so this is like, you know, what I've caused it ever. And then he's in the arm, he's in the hand of, um, I believe it's Ava 01. And he's like, forgive me, Shinji, and then it bites his head off. And it oh, rolls. right, that's it. Yeah, he he gets to, the, they mirror the the Kawaru scene. The Kawaru thing, yeah, yeah which is It's like, is it, this, is, this is the fate that I've earned is being, well, that's the thing, too, because, like, he says. That's what he says, He, yeah, he yeah. says Shinji, but also, like, there, I had a second where I was like, that's also Yue. <laughs> like, that is, mm-hmm. that is them together. Like, they, like, Eva 01 becomes this visual metaphor for the the shared trauma of living with Gindo that without ever actually speaking past the age of uh, six, I would guess. I don't remember the exact age, but like they still have that in common and it becomes visually manifested in this way. And no, it's such a cathartic point where, yeah, yeah. The, the robot gets to have that revenge on, on Gendo. Yeah. While also giving you just enough insight into Gendo, where like you hate him a tiny bit less. Well, I think it's 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 again like I under I don't hate him less, but I I like to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just like for the first like the the one character that hasn't really been like mm-hmm. shown as a real human, like he's kind of a cartoon character the whole time. Like that last scene, it's like oh he's a he's a human being with complex shit going on too and then they often which is like yay but yeah like like it's he he isn't just like people this evil that do these many manipulated things are still real and shaped their own shit and it's just yeah he chose to keep being fucked up and awful to everyone forever up until he died Mm -hmm. as opposed to all the times shinji has said that he wants to uh to be better um and yeah i think i think the our TV show ending depicts like a genuine like I can be better hope uh and and this movie depicts something similar and then undercuts it by saying that like what has happened here cannot be escaped that's my that's my reading of it in terms of the last few minutes the more we've talked about it the more I agree that the ending is not quite as hopeful as I initially read there it there are people who think it's hopeful I haven't read those takes. I just have seen uh, that they exist. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly a text that is open to be interpreted in many a way. 
Um, this might be a good point to bring up a, a point of conversation that I don't know if we'll linger with long, just based on how this conversation is, is gone, I'll guess. But um, how do you feel on the take that th- there, there, are, there are camps of people who think that this is pure cloth alternate ending. That's the camp that I'm in. And there are people that think they are both depicting the same thing from different points of view. Like there are people that there, there are some people who say that like, yeah, you pause the movie at a certain point, you watch 24 or you watch 25 and 26 that are inside Shinji's head. And then you watch the rest of the action. I don't agree with that. Like Canon is bullshit. And especially in Evangelion having timelines and shit, I don't give a shit. But um, how, how do you feel in terms of like this being a whole cloth alternate ending? Or do you think they work together? Like, how do you, how do you feel about them as two different, like two things? So I think that idea of them being like both having happened and you just like play them in different orders of is really interesting. I, it's cool that that exists and that people are talking about that. I don't necessarily think that I feel that way about it. Mm-hmm. I, I did though. I mostly am in the camp of like, yeah, it's just an alternate ending, but there were times where I was like, Oh, this kind of like, could explain what was happening in those gaps in mm-hmm. 25 and 26 where i was like oh like the clue of this stuff happened that we didn't get to see a lot of it is at least very similar to that so for example i was going to bring this up is like i'm when we see like um that masato and Ritsuko are dead in 25 and 26 i believe masato is slumped against the wall with like a blood stain behind her which is very similar to how she goes in this sure. movie and then I couldn't remember enough about what they show us with Ritsuko to remember if that was similar at all. I don't think that one is I that think similar. Ritsuko is just on another wall in Nerve. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole fact that, like, in 25 and 26, there's, like, instrumentality happened, and now we're just having... And then in this one, we actually see it happening. So, like, in those few ways, I actually did kind of feel that it could be something like that, whereas, like... Well, and I think either way, even if this is, like, in a completely separate thing, you could then just imagine that, like, some of the stuff that we didn't get to see like it looked something like this sure. like it was about like that like so i i guess i'm like kind of like 70 30 on mm-hmm. it like there were there are parts of it that i think work in tandem with 25 and 26 like that or at least like they can and then but for the most part it feels separate yeah i think i'm about the same where i, I think they can inform each other like if you're like oh yeah instrumentality probably looked like you know everyone turning into lcl um it's just that like mm-hmm. And, and, like, this is what Gendo was doing when he's off screen until we see him again in the instrumental stuff. He probably was going down with Ray to Central yeah. Dogma or whatever, and they had had that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, But, yeah, I, I think based on just, like, the... Especially how End of Evangelion ends, I th- and, like, uh, a lot of tonal and thematic differences, I, I consider them two very different uh, works and different looks. Like, there's a breaking point after 24 where either this happens or the other one happens. Um, even if some of the stuff in End of Evangelion might have happened that we just didn't see, because we just go straight to inside Shinji's brain. But yeah, I, I, they both are are working with you know the, the exact same building blocks. Like they both have twenty four episodes of story before them and like uh, lore, and then two sections. Like... Yeah, yeah. And it, it I mean, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the how the movie Clue has like three endings. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they all have to work with the first, you know, hour twenty minutes of the movie. Um, yeah. So weird pull, but with with varying degrees of success, kind of yeah. like this, where like there's versions where like I totally buy that, and then there's like endings where you're like, eh. mm-hmm. like yeah. 
I, I actually, I, that's, I just, I just reminded myself of something I wanted to say. I wondered if, part, I think a lot of it is just purely just Shinji's actions and stuff that earned, like, the the turn of my, like, feelings towards him. But I did wonder if part of why I was frustrated with him in this movie is because of the fact that we'd already seen him overcome this stuff once before. Sure. And so it was maybe frustrating to just see him back in that position. So that might have played into why I was so angry with him. It's like it might have been just the matter of like, yeah, I- I've seen a version where he comes out of this. And so it was like hard to watch him just be like sitting there again. Yeah. When other stuff was, you know, or or not not even just sitting there, you know, actively harming people and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, that's a, that's a really interesting point that I really hadn't considered myself. Um, which I I at this point now, uh, having watched the show so many years ago, I think I just kind of, I I think I've been able to, like, compartmentalize this as a different contained work. Um, maybe maybe mm-hmm. down the line, it might be an easier rewatch for you. Um, if you ever like, well, I don't think we'll work a rewatch into the podcast by any means but just you know in life um i do think mm-hmm. uh i i do think time helps with that distance in terms of like viewing it as a yeah. different thing but that's, that, that's mm-hmm. a really interesting point that like yeah this is a much bleaker look at like at, at shinji and coming yeah off the heels of such a the happy ending where it's like it literally like on clouds and everyone's con- like together yeah there's no like... congratulations in this movie yeah god no but yeah, it, it almost felt a little bit like watching someone that you know, like, where you think they're, like, coming up and getting better, and then they go back down, and it's just, like, it's hard. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I think the, I think the movie is very intentionally hard to, to, to grapple with. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, my, I have two other things jotted down that I wanted to get at, um, well, actually, I have a, a bunch of things I haven't gotten to, I don't know if we'll get to all of them. I, I thought the... <laughs> Oh, this is just a random thing I had written down with Shinji's sandcastle that I thought was like, I feel like it depicted a lot without saying fucking anything because it, the, just the visual of like him building up this thing and then immediately getting mad at it and destroying it. I just felt like may, maybe it was just me projecting my feelings on this, this show uh, and, and this movie on, onto that. And cause it is pretty blank for interpretation. Uh, but it's just like, I read that as Shinji being like, I did all this work to finish it. and I'm not even happy. Like I did it. I did the thing I was supposed to do and I'm not happy. And he just fucking destroys it. And then after he sees mm. it destroyed, he starts building it again. And I'm just like, rebuild. Yeah. He, he rebuilds. It's there. It's a, it's a, it all connects. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant, but um, I, I do think it is like a, a very tiny look at like Shinji and that like state he's in to be like, doing the things he's supposed to do and then like getting frustrated when they aren't satisfying the way that he wants them to be, but yeah. he still tries it again. Like that's a tiny little contained thing that I think you can uh, extrapolate on for his arc through this movie, especially because the movie ends with him saying, yeah, I think it'll work this time. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's that. Um, what I wanted to, what I, what I jotted down before with the, the Asuka scene, relates back to something we glossed over in the uh, the live-action stuff. There was supposed to be more live-action stuff in this movie that didn't make the cut, which is interesting. I guess it was later used for uh, some trailers of stuff. There was more live-action stuff shot with, uh, with uh, these actresses dressed as Masato, Rei, and Asuka. I don't know if you picked them out in the crowd in the one scene they're in. I, I didn't. It's, there, it's from behind. Um, but you can kind of make out the colors of their outfits. 
their hair, but everything in live action is shot through this very interesting, like, washed out lens. Uh huh. Which I I like what it does. Uh, apparently, it was a, it was supposed to be an extended look at a world like that Shinji imagined within instrumentality within the third impact that he realized he wasn't in so kind of like a weird opposite version of the slice of life thing from the ending but they instead didn't do that and just uh included um these little snippets of uh of japan that were filmed um in the theaters of you know the empty theaters the filled theaters um one of my favorite things to point out is there's a guy who just keeps flicking off the camera um as it sweeps over i didn't see that either that's the only re- the only reason I know is because I had it pointed out for so long, and um, there's yeah. there's there's people who every time that this movie has been upscaled over the the years, they'll just be like, "How crisp is that middle finger now? Like, is it when it was in like <laughs> two forty and then upscaled to like three sixty and seven twenty and so on?" So I was looking for him. I I felt I felt like an eagle eyed viewer because I caught that when they drop out the bombs that become the um the little plane. Uh, Ava's that they say Kawaru on the missile and then I miss the middle finger <laughs> that's very good it's I mean there's a lot of people that you can like look at because I it's interesting too because it's just like yeah they just film people who went to see their movie and then as they're making this and talking about like uh Shinji like Shinji Shinji's having this conversation where he's like they made this fantasy world for you and you you react like you treated it terribly because you're just trying to escape reality um, and like that conversation's happening with Shinji. We're seeing actual Japan. We're seeing these filled theaters, these empty theaters. Um, we're seeing cuts to Shinji looking at that sandcastle. We're seeing uh, a, a very quick shots of some Japanese text written in emails, which I, I mentioned before that there was a lot of hate mail that came in. Some of Some of those letters are hate mail. Interestingly enough, not all of them are. There are some really kind letters mixed in which I mm. I think is interesting. I don't know exactly how I want to read into it, but I was looking up some translations and some, some of them are like, I related so much to what Shinji is processing. Please keep making um, Ava that came in like in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. But there's also one that I, I found interesting uh, upon thinking about that Asuka scene because there's one that just says, I'll kill you, Ano, I'll kill you. And then having As- Asuka oh. repeats, I'll kill you, I'll kill you as she reaches for the sun. I just... I, that's interesting. I don't know if that's uh, connected, but I my brain did it. My brain connected them. Yeah. I apparently I missed it watching it, but apparently there's a shot of uh, the Gynex office with like graffiti drawn on it. I've seen the image a bunch of times just from uh, reading about this movie, but I I didn't actually catch it watching it uh, this time. But. Yeah, so that section. I wanted to talk about that section since we glossed over it. I don't know. I'm assuming you caught the visuals of the text on screen, and it's not like there's any translation, so um, I don't know what you thought of it when it happened. Which text on screen are you referring to? Um, when In the live-action stuff, like when it's the, it flashes some the the emails and letters. I didn't catch that. Okay, I, I was looking for it, because I remember that it was in there, um, but I was, I was yeah. just curious if you had uh, caught it when it was happening, but... No, but I do think that, like, you were saying, like, you don't really know what to make of, like, both messages being included. I feel like I might, I maybe do. My, my, my impulse was, like, maybe, like, because I'm just like, is he just representing that, like, is he, is he trying to show people who hated it that some people liked it? <laughs> that was my first question. I think that because that whole sequence 
is so tied in with the instrumentality stuff. Like, for one thing, on the most basic level, you're showing a theater with no one in it, and then a theater with lots of individual people in it, and streets mm-hmm. with no one in them, and streets with lots of people in them. So then the fact that, like, you're showing... Because the, the, part of the thing that the characters are deliberating, right, during while this is like, oh, like, if people are separate, they'll be able to, like, hurt each other and not understand each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the hope that they'll be able to love each other. So by yeah. showing real-life examples of, like, yeah, it sucks that sometimes people are going to send you hate mail and stuff, but there will also be people that will be encouraged by and inspired by your art. It's just, yeah. I think it's just representing the the whole thing of the situation that these characters are trying to decide upon, of, like, a world where, like, people are separate from each other and, like, the the downsides and the upsides to that. Yeah. I think I think if you cut off the, the final scene of the movie and instead did congratulations, I think a lot of the core premises would still be there of, like, having a hopeful, like, yes, hardships exist, a lot of bleak, dark stuff happens, but there is a personal value in persevering and wishing to better yourself. There is a better future imaginable. But this this movie posits that and, and depicts all that in the back half, but then decides to uh, cap it off with whatever you get out of the the final choking scene. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like, that stuff is like a good, satisfying, I don't know. It's not yeah. the stuff where I'm like, I don't know why these two factions are murdering each other over sure. wanting the same thing and whatever else. Like, I like a lot of the stuff that, that we're talking about here where it's just like, I don't know what this means, but like, I would be content to like to think about it for the next it's, yeah. you know, 10 years or whatever Like as I, I watch other things and think back on this or whatever. It, I mean, this movie is so, I think, philosophically and thematically dense um, that there is a lot of satisfying things to pull out of it and read into. I want to go back. I want to go back to film school and take a <laughs> class on just this on just this movie. It's probably. I, I'd say this. Yeah, I, you could definitely do a semester on this. I'll start a new podcast where we just go through a minute of the movie every episode. Yeah, there you go. There's weirdly a lot of podcasts that just go through movies minute by minute. <laughs> it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite. Like, I would never make one. I don't think, but it's one of my favorite. Like, weird niche th- like uh things that people do yeah um anyways but yeah no just to, like the ending in this is i can't off the top of my head think of another example but it is so open to interpretation that i am satisfied by how much meat is on the bone to mull over for ever like i i i will come back to to think about like th- there's so much to think about that i'm satisfied turning over on it for however many yeah, times i is, see it which is which is helpful to the movie's cause because the actual ending on just like the service level, like what it is, is really anticlimactic. Like, yeah, I, and very intentionally so, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that there's like a lot to like kind of like dissect or like think about is like it, that helps. It's that helps. Mm-hmm. Another quick note I had written down from the second half was uh, when you know the LCL stuff is happening, Comcessor Todd is playing. I think, um, I think it's just really good depictions of people suddenly grappling with oh i think the end of the world is happening just like how horrified they all are especially that one woman whose name i will never i i could we've been talking for two hours i could have looked it up and i haven't but just a lot of like that performance and uh yeah the way she like is begging for and the subtitles say senpai i don't know I, it feels weird that that's the first time i felt like i'd seen that watching this whole show <laughs> um mm-hmm. but she's because uh, the subs just say senpai as well but uh and then eventually her being held by this visage of Ritsuko before she before she uh uh pops into LCL. It's just like, yeah, like it's just all 
that being undercut again with Come Susser Todd, I just think it's a very effective uh, look at that horrifying realization and like acceptance and For fear. Sure. Yeah. Oh, there's a quick shot. I don't, this probably, I think this is the part of the podcast where we just go through all of our quick notes we haven't gotten to. I have one from the very early in the first half. The first time we see Shinji after the, the opening masturbation scene, um, we see him lying. Wild to say that. It is, yeah. And yeah, I, uh, it, it's weird to gloss over without like saying like, oh, I, I don't want to just keep saying, oh, the first four minutes, like, I don't want to ignore it <laughs> that it, it yeah. exists. But there's a scene of him laying in, I think. I think his bed or something, but laying somewhere and we zoom in on his like a music player, but it's the battery's dead. It's not playing anything. And that felt like such a threshold for this show to be like, he no longer has any coping mechanisms. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I didn't, um, it's my, quick. Like, I saw it, my brain saw it, but like, I didn't <laughs> like when you said it, I was like, Oh yeah, that shot was in there. But, like, there was so much going on that I was trying yes. to figure out that I didn't, like, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, I definitely had a benefit of watching um this first half with Death and Rebirth. So a lot of it was, like, a a, a second pass for me. Um, So that's probably why I caught up on a lot of details like that. It, uh, what I, 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 I misspoke, or rather I was misinformed before, because I had always understood Death and Rebirth as intentionally a teaser. But it seems like the original intention was Rebirth being the whole ending. And during production, like, because of time and money, they were like, hey, we can't put the whole ending on Death and Rebirth, so it's just going to be part of it, and then the end of Evangelion will come later. And apparently a lot of people kind of doubled down on the negativity, which I think probably further pushed Ano's like, perspective on things in his second half. Yeah. I don't know how far his production was... By virtue of it being the second half, I don't know if you like. Presumably, he was working on his stuff while uh, Saramaki was working on his first half. But um, uh, Rebirth. Now that I can say this uh, specifically, Rebirth cuts off when the Ava series starts circling over Asuka. Okay. Hell of a cliffhanger point. I do think there are some yeah. details added in. There were a couple shots that I I didn't remember. Um, but it could just be by virtue of watching them back to back. I caught more details. I I love that this thing can be read on like just like a like what is just right up front as far as like the kind of like of like interpersonal relationships, emotional trauma level. Then there's the level of like the like philosophy and mm-hmm. and religious imagery and all that stuff and like um psychosexual stuff. And then there's another level of like this like metatextual stuff where you're kind of saying like that some of it might have been brought on by like fan reaction to the show and stuff. Like I love that this is like something that you can dig into that deep yeah i I, yeah i've certainly and i've I've talked about this on previous episodes where i just like i get really into all of the context available for for a director's career if if it's possible Mm -hmm. one thing that i i really liked about this and thought worked really well is that like for it being like the movie like whatever it feels big it feels bigger than the show like it they they did a successful job of presenting it as a big deal Mm -hmm. like it as I was watching it, it felt like an occasion. Like, it felt like, you know, like a moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge amp up of scale, even just the first half, before they go into the atmosphere and um, everything turns to soup. Like, even just the Asuka stuff is, is directed on, like, a, a much larger scale. And that the animation looks slightly different, makes it feel like kind of like a special thing, too, and, like... 
Yeah, I I love the the stylings that come in that first half. I'm really glad I I rewatched some other Suramaki stuff before rewatching this. Chris, I don't know if you've seen FLCL. I have, but it's been like at least ten years. I okay, I, like it's been a long time. Uh, FLCL is what Suramaki did essentially after this. Okay, and I feel like I you know I watched it a couple weeks ago now. Um, during the process of this show. But I, I really feel like watching it, I, I see, like, what he's trying to do to, like... Like, Gynex is at that point where they're trying to follow up Evangelion. And they're like, all right, well, Suramaki can have his own project and this idea can go with it. And FLCL is tackling similar themes of, like, coming of age w- within sexuality. I think less successfully. Uh, tries to do a lot of out-there stuff in six episodes but i think especially with the visual action stylings uh you you can really see his growth from point a to point b i don't remember i think it's episode five that i was like oh hell yeah this is a director that i like to watch we're not doing an episode on flcl but i'm sure it will come up in some conversations yeah um okay there there are a few more like questions that i had just about like what does this mean i think just based on how long this has run I might just, like, pitch them out in the ether, and then we can all jump in the Discord and talk <laughs> about it at some point. I, all right, I'll do those first, and then I want to come back and just talk about the movie as a whole, like, one more time. Okay. Because I feel like I was, like... If 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 I have of... any answers for your question, I might chip in, but I'll try not to make it drag That's too fine. long. Okay, yeah. So, I'm curious about what we all feel like it means that those, like, little ghosts of Ray popped up when Masato got blowed up and when Ritsuko got shot into the mm-hmm. water that we mentioned before. Like, I'm curious what's up with that. Um, like I said... I do, um, I do actually have an the, answer for that one. Go ahead. I think at that point, like, it definitely mirrors what happens later with, like, I, I, what yeah, people that, are seeing as they're dying. I was thinking that, too. Um, or, quote-unquote, dying, becoming LCL, joining... It's it's all the same. Um, mm-hmm. But I that's that I interpret it as the same thing. But as I'm saying that, I'm like, has, it, has instrumentality started? Is there... Is that a valid reading within like lore? I don't care too much because like that's that's what I get is like they're seeing what they're seeing as they're entering as they're dying. But it feels different to me because those two moments felt like those two were like basically already dead. And it's almost like just like an actual literal ghost of Ray visiting them before they go. It feels like a different kind of like mood and like setup than the ones that are later. Which is, there's it part could, of yeah. interest to me just on the fact that, like, they're almost in this whole place at that point is basically, like, Ray's tomb. Do you know what I mean? And, like, with how much yeah. that, like, that kid has been through, the fact that, like, her mm-hmm. ghost shows up when these other people die doesn't feel, like, far off. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. By, by, by Anno's own admission, Ray kind of becomes, like, a character with no real emotional arc. And I, uh, I, I think... You know, how it ends up be like how she ends up being quite literally used as, you know, this uh this metaphor for character Gindo chasing godhood and uh projecting all of his desires onto you know, I, I think I said all this stuff in the episode with the the clones, but I think all of that also works really well in this movie. Um but yeah, I guess I, I, as you were saying that, like, the ghosts of, like, Ray appearing, I was like, well, there could just be a bunch of actual Rays running around, for all I know. Yeah. I, I this, that just reminded me, uh, there's a scene where she goes into the Ava graveyard. We didn't talk about it. I don't know what it means. But she, like, just floats in the Ava graveyard for a little bit before she joins Gendo. 
I barely even remember it. It's but, quick, yeah. and there's a bunch of other shit going on, but she does. It kind of, thinking of that reminds me that just, like, uh, the way that, again, like, Suramaki is so much more restrained with the way that he directs Ray having a nude figure for quite a long time, and Anno kind of grapples with it, like, doesn't hold back at all with, like, um, the details, which, like, you know, for better or for worse, the decision to do that. My my read, again, is just that I think he is forcing the viewer to grapple with it, but I think that I think that difference that is uh, very visible between the two directors is interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, I have no idea what to make of, of that stuff. Um, then the one I mentioned before, like, cutting from, like, the, like, big sex meld thing to the empty audience, although now I'm thinking that that might just be a quick, easy visual cue to the like the difference between like instrumentality versus or no, that'd be the same, I guess. Like everyone melding together and there being no one is the same. It's, that's both are instrumentality. And I'm I, I'm still mulling that one over. I because mm-hmm. like all all I'm all I'm thinking is like 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 my all my film school training is like there's meaning between cuts. Like like you know yeah. like from that image to that image, there has to be like some connection. Like there's they're saying something, but I don't know what it is. So I'm I'm gonna keep thinking about that one. My note says, what the fuck does this mean? Parentheses in a good way this time. Um, <laughs> and, and then um, I was I was wondering what, when they said it, what was Shinji's tailor-made fantasy? Like, you seem to think that it was, like, the, the thing we were seeing of, like, the live-action stuff was maybe, like, the the fact that he wasn't there was maybe his tailor-made fantasy. I was just curious, because we, we saw a lot of, like, things that clearly weren't happening, and then they talk yeah. about him having a tailor-made fantasy. So I was like, which scene are they talking about? Quote-unquote, weren't happening, or also were yeah, all definitely happening. Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think I read that scene, I focus more on the metatextual uh, implications of, like, the audience, uh, to, like, relationship to the fantasy versus their own reality. I mean, I obviously it is doing both. I don't know, that's the thing, I don't know what fantasy they are talking about to Shinji specifically about as a character. Because, um, yeah, this just follow up the the sex stuff, and then the, it's a, during the live action stuff. Um, I think one of the big differences between this movie's depiction of the third impact slash instrumentality and the show is just, like, you know, the inherent sexual nature of it, which I think is, I, I mean, it's a huge conversation. Uh, there's no way we cover literally every detail that can be covered in this movie and this episode no matter how long we keep talking but i i do i do think there's a so much to unpack there maybe maybe one day i'll just write a fucking book on this movie yeah you should <laughs> did you have yeah did you have other quick questions i had one other one okay so when oscar pops up at the very end on the you know the goth beach she her eye is patched up did you notice oh, yeah. that like from where the I... lance would have been but it implies that somebody like in whatever events happened in that weird time and space someone patched up her eye and i was like what does that mean like uh, i googled asuka on beach and i don't know what the fuck i was expecting <laughs> bad idea yeah uh, all right the but, second but link is it, is actually her <laughs> okay uh, what i want isn't wanted. that wild isn't that wild though because like that's i mean it's like her i noticed that her hand was basically up. impossible literally like yeah I guess I never considered the implications of it. I was just like, all right, she is, uh, <laughs> she's back together. Yeah. Um, that's like, with all the other things going on, that's like the least of my, what, what catches my attention. But yeah, yeah, you raise an excellent point. And okay, so that was it. Those were all my like lingering, trying to be like, 
ah oh, yes like examine the art and what does it mean questions mm-hmm. but we like i said hopefully we can have a conversation in the discord someone will have to let me know when it's okay for me to start like unblacking out those boxes and reading what people are saying about uh, things i mean maybe after I'm the sure, rebuilds or whatever yeah after 3.0 is probably it so and then and then you can respond to all of your favorite ones on our shin godzilla Sweet. episode yeah um, okay, so the last thing I just want to say is that I feel like I was maybe being a little bit harder on this movie than I actually feel because I mean th- there were stretches where I was like I think this movie sucks like there was but but then even during yeah. those stretches it was like after long stretches where I'd be like this is amazing and then like mm-hmm. in the midst of other things where I was like this is working really well so like there I mean like I there there are parts of this that I think were not to my liking at all but I do think like. <sighs> If it's not just like a straight up 50-50 of like half the movie I thought was like great and the other half was like I think this is bad, like it, it's probably more positive than negative. But yeah, so I didn't hate this thing. It's just like there were parts of it that I that were not and like I said I respect it as a piece of art and I'm glad it exists and like people are free to make things that that don't hold your hand or whatever else. It was just like mm-hmm. like my personal mm-hmm. line was was crossed. But I think there's a lot of really impressive good stuff happening in this and so like overall like I like I said mixed feelings but um probably more positive than I've made it sound during this cuz we talked about a lot of the stuff that was was like firing on all, on all cylinders of course but there is a lot of it that that is yeah yeah well yeah when we started the episode you were like it sounded harsh but like liter like I was like oh okay no we're about the same <laughs> uh yeah. in terms of just like having I I think it, it's interesting cuz I, I I think you are more actively like yeah this sucked and i hated watching it and i'm like i feel like i felt the exact way i was like the movie was pushing me to feel um which to me fires off all cylinders of success like it's just a uh, oh i don't think you're far enough in in part three of jojo for me to make this reference but uh there's an image of jotaro that just says yes like six times on the screen like that's that's like me being like this sucks and it's a it's supposed to did you have anything else after those uh those quicker questions? That's all. That's it. Damn. It's the, you just call this the end end of podcast on end of Evangelion. <laughs> it's it requires two separate endings for how long we went. God, it's it's, fu- it's funny you say two separate endings too, because I was I was like looking through um some of that uh that resource uh stuff like uh the the separate screenplays um and just like a lot of people analyzing. Um, the earlier drafts and like what they might lead to for um, like interpreting that last scene. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into it now just because I haven't read it and we've been talking for for over two hours. But um, there's a lot of stuff out there to dig into. I I really like. Yeah, let me know when you eventually read it. I, I'm curious about it. I yeah, I know. I I I said that we probably wouldn't do like, and I don't think we will do like a rewatch episode of this at any point but i'm sure that we will continue to discuss it as we dig into other stuff um i'm sure conversation about this movie will uh persist through our conversations of the rebuilds uh even if not the the side ano stuff that we're doing but yeah uh any 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 conversation about this movie that doesn't talk about rebuilds which i don't think much of it really doesn't in my personal opinion you don't have to use spoiler tags for it anymore in the Discord, so please, uh, if you haven't already, join the Orange Groves Discord. There will be a link in the show notes for that uh, to to help continue this discussion. This movie will probably be talked about forever. It's already been talked about for how many? 23 years? No, no. I'm doing my math the wrong way. It's like 17. Um, 
No, I'm still wrong. It's 97. <laughs> is it's like 20 22. 22. Yes. I'm I've been talking well, for 23 two hours. Yeah. Is it is it 23 yet? Well, yeah, cool. It'll well, be 23 this year. Yeah. Well, we're in this year. Well, we yeah, we I'm just be, thinking like we don't got to be like, "Oh, well, it came out in July, so it's not yet." You know, like it's 23 years. That's how birthdays work. Yeah, but like I don't know. <laughs> it did come out in July. It came out July 19th. I nailed it. It's uh I am just barely a year older than this movie. That's wild. Sorry to t- sorry to ruin anyone who didn't know how old I was <laughs> uh, on on a, listening to this podcast. I am sure we'll say other things about it. Um, I am curious to read some of this uh, earlier draft stuff. I kind of wish I, I, I faded in before this episode, but it's fine. We mainly were here to talk about the movie as it exists. There's no way we could have gotten to it all, but please come chat with us in the Discord if you would like to. I please please no hostility <laughs> about people who like don't like the movie or uh like it a lot. Obviously there's a ton to criticize. I'm sure we could have been harsher on it in this episode than we were, but we talked about I think uh a lot of the rough stuff that uh I just don't think I'm like, you know, the most qualified person to talk about any of that stuff and also like it's like we are like as if we were to dive into that stuff to the level that it like could be, then we'd be here for like three more hours. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh I I think I think we covered on it hopefully an adequate amount, but, uh, and yeah, all of that stuff is going to hit different viewers, uh, differently as well. But I, for, for me, I, you know, I knew what I was getting into watching this time again. Um, so I think that probably contributed a little bit to being less harsh. I don't know. So it's time to plug stuff, I suppose. Chris. I'm at Topher Disgrace, but you've heard enough out of me. <laughs> Uh, I'm on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Uh, this podcast is on the Orange Groves Podcast Network. Uh, go to theorangegroves.com to check out other shows. Uh, support uh, the Patreon to host up other shows. We have a new show joining about B-Stars uh, that might be up by the time this episode is not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what iTunes will tell me. Um, I just remembered a funny joke I was going to make in the opening. Do it now. It's too late. No, do it now. Uh, I was going to open it with May the 14th be with you, because that's when this episode comes out. <laughs> the moment's passed. Uh, yeah, so Discord, social media, uh, hashtag NervousRexPod. If you liked this episode, give us a nice review on iTunes. I hope this, even if you don't agree with uh, all of our positive feelings, I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode and discussion i hope it's you know another perspective i'm not trying to convince anyone it's good i think I, I, really whatever this movie makes you feel is valid um and if nothing else i hope this was a, a good listen however long this gets cut down to uh but thank you so much for listening surely i don't have anything else to say but g- g- goodbye <laughs> <laughs> disgusting <sighs> disgusting disgusting